It is time for the inaugural episode of By All Means. I am your host, Mark Means. We'll be with you every Tuesday from 506 right here on Western Reserve Radio on the Live 365 app. Tune in, westernreserveradio.com, and of course, live on our Facebook page as well. The numbers to get on board today, 330-707-4202. Well, it is the first show. Dave is on the numbers and the buttons and the phones, and he'll be with us most weeks here on By All Means. So what is the show going to be about? I think we should probably start there. Oh, that's up to you. You're running this puppy. Well, jump on the train. What it's going to be about is primarily we're going to keep it as local as we can because that's where it all begins with the rich sports history that we have in the Valley. We're going to talk national. We're going to talk regional. Uh, but it all begins here at home, so that is where a lot of those topics and conversations that we have with you every Tuesday are going to come from. Like today's guest coming up at 525, Scrappers General Manager Jordan Taylor, who goes into his 19th season this summer, joins us on the phones, and that is probably one of the biggest stories in the Valley. What is the future of the Scrappers? Are they going to be around past the 2020 year? We'll talk to Jordan about that coming up near the bottom of the hour. Youngstown State basketball, first time in seven years. They're at home tonight in the Horizon League tournament. That is a huge game for them. The The program has done things the last couple of months that they haven't done in a long time. You're talking about a team that won 12 games last year. They won 17 games this year. They won 10 games in conference play for the first time in program history. So they have turned things around quickly, and uh, they're looking for a host opening round win. Uh, Last I checked on Monday, tickets were available, but if you'd like to sit in the red seats like we all like to do at Beagley, uh, those are getting harder and harder to get. I know on Monday we had trouble getting a pair of tickets together for the game, which I'm going to be leaving here heading right over to there for that. I'm leaving here. I'm going to go watch it on the Four Letter Plus network. I have that, too. So, okay. absolutely. The reason I got that was, you know, not because of Mandalorian, not at all, yeah. uh, to watch Youngstown <laughs> State basketball, which I have done throughout uh, the entire year. So, we're going to talk a lot of local things. Uh, like, well, we have a minute here in the opening segment because, of course, I came in organized and prepared like I will you know, every week, Dave. Yeah, I uh, know. <laughs> uh, let's see. I want to wish best of luck to the girls' basketball program still playing in the Valley right now uh, as they move on into regionals. That includes West Branch. Uh, the Warriors will play Perry tonight at 8 o'clock in Barberton. So they are remaining in Division Two, Division Three. The uh, South Range ladies are playing the champion ladies uh, at Cuyahoga Falls High School tomorrow at 6.15. So unfortunately, in that game, we're going to lose a local school in the South Range champion matchup there. Uh, other teams still remaining. McDonald, they are 22-2 in Division Four. They are playing, are you ready for this one? New Washington Buckeye Central. Where are they from? I'm going to probably go with New Washington. Okay. How, oh, I could have said... <laughs> Geologically, oh, where's that at? In Ohio. Oh, geez. I mean, that, that's... This is going to be a long show. Right. That one is being played <laughs> at Maslin Perry High School. So those are the girls' teams that are left in the Valley. Not a lot left, 
But uh, definitely McDonald, West Branch, South Branch, and Champion. Best of luck as they play the rest of this week. The boys tournament getting closer to regionals. We'll have that for you next week. And uh, it's been a time recently where when we think about the Valley, we think about high school football first and foremost. And basketball has kind of fallen off. We really haven't had a team in our area make a deep run into the playoffs in a while. Right. And uh, if you want to actually be technical about it, the teams, the sports we're having more success in isn't even football. It's softball. And soccer. I mean, you soccerers, we're not getting to state championships, yeah. but softball, we yeah. all, I mean, look at what the, the champion Golden Flashes have done. Right. Look at what West Branch has done. I know there's other teams that I'm leaving out in the conversation. There's even a couple of baseball teams the past couple of there years has. that have even gone that far. So it's one of those where, yeah, our championships aren't in the fall. They're not in the winter. We're actually doing really well in spring sports, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, you, you talk to anyone and they're, oh, the Honing Valley is great at high school football. Sure, we've had a team go to the state championship each of the last two years, right? which is great. We are always excited about that. We haven't had a team take home a title, I believe, since Cardinal Mooney won their last state championship. So it's it's been a little while, mm-hmm. but we have had success bringing home championships in other sports. Uh, there was an article that came out about three weeks ago, and it mentioned the fact that they were picking the best softball teams in each state in the country, and Max Preps picked champion as the best softball team in Ohio. And if things go the way they have, they're going for a four-peat this spring. Hopefully they can do it. And we have a bit of an advantage because the games are just down at Firestone Park in Akron. Mm -hmm. So it's not that far. The baseball championships this past year were at a place we've spent many a day in the summertime. They're at Canal Park in Akron last year. I don't know where they're at. I know there were some scheduling conflicts last year. Uh, with the, the the Clippers ballpark in Columbus, so they moved to Akron. And I don't know where they're going to be played at yet this year. That's something we can look into as we go along further. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of high school talk because why shouldn't there be? And there's times during the year where that's not going to be a prevalent conversation piece because once the spring and softball, baseball seasons come to an end, then there's nothing till high school football. And I can tell you behind the scenes, whether it's here or other places that we partner with at Western Reserve Radio, yep. we're already working on high school football schedules. Oh, yeah. Because the high school football conversation behind the scenes... Never stops. It never stops. Well, here at Western Reserve, football never stops. That's true. We are just a few what, weeks. weeks away from yep. GDFL football, Seven which is going to be a lot of fun. Seven weeks, we're going to be starting GDFL football with the uh, Cleveland Cobras and the Cleveland Rams. So there's a lot to get to in the inaugural show today. When we come back here in just a few seconds, we'll talk some Indian spring training baseball. It's by all means on Western Reserve Radio. We continue here in the inaugural episode of By All Means. The phone number is 330-707-4202. 
into segment number two. Time to talk a little Indians, rotation, position battles, injury updates. There's a lot to get to when it comes to the Indians this year that have been a team that has suffered some injuries early on in spring training once again here in 2020. Now, it's not as severe as it was last year when the Indians lost Lindor, and it has been some issues with the starting pitching. It begins with Mike Clevenger, who suffered an injury a couple weeks back, but the news is good on Clevenger because if you go back to the injury he suffered last year with the back, he was actually back early, earlier than anticipated, earlier than reported. Uh, He has already begun his throwing program for the Indians over the last week. That has been from flat ground. Because it's, it's a very specific program when you're working back, in his case, from knee surgery. He threw from flat ground. Then he'll progress to, which seems really odd when you watch it take place. He's going to throw from the mound without a baseball. In other words, he's just going to go through rotation. Right. It's just going to be him going through his delivery, his mechanics, and- going through the mechanics, putting the weight on the knee, putting the torque on the knee in his delivery. So that is the next step. Tito mentioned that today, talking to reporters. That'll happen over the next couple of days. A great sign for the Indians that uh, went on earlier this afternoon, and I actually didn't get a chance to look it up how he did, but Carlos Carlos Carrasco made his first start of the spring today against the Angels. It's on the DVR at home. I'll get to it eventually. Um, he made his start. I expected he only probably won a couple of innings today in that first spring training outing. So it'll be good to see him back. Aaron Savali hasn't pitched in spring training yet either after having a nice call up late in the year last year. And he's actually a guy the Indians really like. I mean, you look at all the young pitchers that they have, the Plecos, Savali's, uh, you know, the, the young kids that came up and filled spot last year. The interesting thing about him is he's not a he's what I like to he's a pitcher he's not a guy that's going to come out there he's not going to blow you away with 95 99 those kind of things he's more of a guy that's going to throw in the low 90s he's got pinpoint control he's got accuracy doesn't walk a lot of guys he's someone that you can count on to give you innings because you don't know if Clevenger is going to be ready for March 26th which we'll get to in a minute We don't know if a lot of the other guys are going to be ready to go. Is Savali going to be ready to go? Is Carrasco going to be ready to go? Who knows what the rotation is going to look like at the beginning of the year. I think you can almost pretty much pencil in the fact that Shane Bieber's going to more than likely be your opening day starter. I don't see any speculation. right? right, I don't see anybody else challenging him. We don't know if Clevenger's going to be ready. Who else do you give? You may give it to Carrasco right. as a nod to what he has done for the organization. Right. We don't know if he's going to be ready either. Right, but Francona's not letting anybody know either. No. He's keeping everything under wraps right now. And it was one of those, I don't think we would have known at this point either because with everybody healthy, it could have been Mike Clevenger. It could have been Shane Bieber, the all-star MVP from last year, who actually just a few months ago finally got his truck. Mm-hmm. that he won for being MVP, which I thought was interesting because it uh, he had some modifications done to it, reportedly, to the truck that he got. So I don't think we would know anyway. And the thing about it is, today, March 3rd, 
We hit the halfway point of spring training because the season starts too soon. Yes. March 26th is absolutely ridiculous. It started late March last year. It's even earlier this year. And when Major League Baseball lets a computer make the schedule, you get things like opening day, Detroit at Cleveland. What are the odds on that? Yeah. How, what are the odds we're even going to play that game? In March? You never know. Right. It could be 52 degrees like it is today and beautiful. Right. It could have you know wet snow like we're expected for hey, Friday. I'm up in Cleveland every day. It could be minus five with a wind chill and a northern easter coming through. You just you just don't know. I mean, look at the Pirates, for example. They open in Tampa. We know they're going to play because they're playing in a dome. Yeah. But then they go to Chicago, and then they go to another divisional opponent before they come home for their home opener against another Midwest team. Which will be, what, mid-April then? Yeah, I think it's first or second week in, in April, April when they come home. Because well, they're playing two other on their three other teams I think on the it, road, it's, it's it should be about or, three weeks yeah, out. Yeah, it's two or three. Yeah. Some of those series might be short, only like three-game series. Right. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. But as we sit here now, you look at the Indians, and I think whether they're going to admit to it or not, I think we know how the team's going to be constructed. Roberto Perez behind the plate. 20-plus home runs, gold glove, actually won a new award for the, and I forget what it's called, best defensive player in all of baseball. He won that award at the end of last year. Got the ankle surgery, played the majority of the year last year with a very bad ankle injury. For a guy that squats the majority of the game, Mm -hmm. the things that he did is pretty impressive. So maybe we expect a little more from him. Got a phone call, Mark. We have a phone call. We have a call. All right, so I'll just keep... LID is not working, so bear with me. Uh Uh-oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, this is uh, Jordan over with the Scrappers. Hey, Jordan. Jordan, let's... How's it going? Good. We have a break coming up, so let me put you back on hold, and we'll come to you after the break, okay? Sounds great. The break is at 25, right? Yes. That doesn't add up. It'll be like 27. Okay. We have to talk about some some clock things that haven't been communicated. I'll send it to you. Uh, Well, I had it. It just doesn't (laughs) match up to the one that you had. I know. So the break's at 27? Yeah, break will be about 27. So let's just go to Jordan now. I don't want to keep him on hold that long. First show, Jordan, we're still working some things out. So we'll just talk to you now for a minute. Sure. So let's go to the beginning of all of this conversation. Why... Are, why is baseball considering eliminating some of these minor league teams? Sure. So it, it, it's a few different reasons that, that we've been given. Um, I think the, the first is that there's a desire to pay the players uh, significantly more money. So to do that and to give the raises, I think they were looking at uh, you know ways to not have, you know, budgets busted on that end from the major league side. So I think they were looking at by eliminating a certain number of players, you can provide the raises to players and, you know, not have much of a net effect on, on that line item. So I think that's, that's one reason. And then the other reasons that are given, um, 
One is the are the facilities themselves that they feel need major upgrades. And lastly, the need to reduce the amount of player travel. So those are those are really the three main reasons they have for this plan that's out there right now. When you look at it, I know you've gotten so much support. You've had the community rally at the mall. You've had a lot of political support as well. When do you think you'll know what the future holds past 2020? Yeah, I, to be honest, I think it's still going to take some time. So they are um, in, in negotiations right now, which I know are have you know had multiple sessions there. Um, so we're, we're hopeful to find out a little bit more in the coming months, but the actual deal doesn't expire until the end of the 2020 season. So really, it could it could drag on you know for a number of months. And I know you know. 2020 season is definitely going to happen. I know it's your 19th year there with the organization. What can we look forward to in the 2020 season for the Scrappers? Sure. So a lot of exciting promotions. Um, you know, we've kept to ones that have been popular, the fireworks and the buck nights. We've have four bobbleheads again this year. Uh, we have a Jose Ramirez, Francisco Lador, double bobblehead, um, Youngstown legend Ed O'Neill bobblehead. Um, we have um, uh, Roberto Perez and then also Nolan Jones as bobbleheads. We're bringing out, uh, we have an office night, Stanley from the office, and then a handful of the NBA halftime entertainment acts are going to be you know, making a stop in, in Mahoning Valley as well this year. So nice, nice mix of old and new from the promotional side. And I guess the biggest question that I've been asked, and you're the perfect person to, if people want to show their support for the organization, that they want mm-hmm. the team kept in the Valley past this year, what can they do? Yeah, so that's, that is very important. Um, and, and one of the, I think, criteria as well as we go through this process is the amount of support uh, that each of these teams is given during the season. So we have a number of ways. If you go onto our website, um, we have different support packages that start as low as $35. Um, and then if you're a business owner, there's some different sponsorship options. Uh, but the biggest thing is just do what you can. If you're able to come to a game, that's, that's great. Buy merchandise, any, anything you can do to show support for the team is just going to help us out and, and show Major League Baseball that this is a market that, you know, can sustain minor league baseball long term. And if people are interested in the packages, tickets, anything, how do they reach you and your staff? Yep, few few ways. Um, they can call the office at three three zero five zero five old zeros. They can also stop by. We're open Monday through Friday, eight thirty to five. Or um, the best way to kind of shop and see everything is available online at mvscrappers.com. Jordan, appreciate it. Already looking forward to the season. Seems like college baseball is already full underway, and we'll see what 2020 brings for the Scrappers. Thank you. Yep, thank you very much for having me on. That is Scrappers General Manager Jordan Taylor in his 19th season with the organization. And you know, speaking for someone that spent several years as part of that organization, it is it is a vital piece to sports in the Valley something that continues to need to be here. And it still surprises me to this day when I talk to someone, oh, I've never been to a Scrappers game. What are you waiting for? Yeah, We've, They've been around since 1999, and hopefully they're not going anywhere for a long time Scrappers to come. Scrappers aren't the only ones that play there either. 
YSU plays there's, there. There's high school High games. school games are played there. A lot happens at Eastwood Field. We'll continue with By All Means on Western Reserve Radio after this. We are back. By All Means, Episode 1 here on Western Reserve Radio, the Live 365 app. Tune in, westernreserveradio.com. Facebook Live at Western Reserve Radio. There's so many different ways for you to find us. There's no excuse to not be listening to everything going on here on Western Reserve Radio. That includes a Phantoms doubleheader this weekend, Friday and Saturday, 645 airtime against Cedar Rapids. Hear all that action right here on Western Reserve Radio. So if you want to learn more about those things that Jordan was talking about before the break, the link is simple. You go to milb.com slash Mahoning Valley slash community slash Save the Scrappers. All the information is right there, and we'll get it up on social media a little bit later because it's, it's, it's vital. Just, just Google Mahoning Valley Scrappers. There's a link on their own pages. There's a hashtag, says, Save the Scrappers. Save the Scrappers. So so all, all of that is out there. It is a, a vital part of the sports community. You mentioned, I mean, as you said before, Youngstown State plays their home games there. Off to a really good start this yep. year for the baseball team. Uh, lots of high school games are played there. The All-Star game. We do the Valley All-Star Classic here on Western Reserve yep. Radio all the time. And uh, we're always happy to be part of that. And... Uh, Let's see. Have you been informed of our latest adventure, Dave? Depends. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. Well, we'll just break it live right here. How's that? Fine. Uh, on March 18th, which is a Wednesday coming up here in a few weeks, we will be broadcasting the Frank Buba Classic All-Star Basketball Game from Warren Harding. Harding, which we were a part of years ago. Yeah, we were judges, and we did a bunch of different yep. things for that uh, with a different entity that we worked yes. for. But uh, Tim Continenza, who actually has a history with Coach Booba, um, that the game is named after, is going to join me on the call for those games on the 18th. Uh, it'll start off with the, the ladies' game at 6. There's also a three-point shootout. There's a dunk contest, and then there's the boys' game afterwards. So uh, Tim and I will be out at Warren Harding for that on the 18th. Were you informed of that? You just informed me right now. (laughs) Well, the conversations and negotiations happened yesterday. Okay. And the approval happened... Hours ago? Yesterday. So that kind of was worked out on the fly, which means if you have any of those shows that air on a Wednesday... Surprise! Well, well, I guess the first show will just be abbreviated five to six with uh, just football with Matt Ems. Well, that rather than five to seven, five forty-five, right? Yeah. Something well, like that. Yeah, we'll work out the details later. But that you know, it's one of those things. Whether it's the Valley All Star Classic, whether it's the Frank Buba game in, in Trumbull County, it is one of oh, those things that we also are also the All Star football game that we've been a part right. of for two years in a mm-hmm. row. Now. That was we've done. We did the one down in Salem. Yep. So those games are, and not only are they an opportunity for the student athletes that, because we don't, we don't think, we, we think about the, oh, so-and-so is committed to go play ball here mm-hmm. or there. But there's a lot of those high school players, the really good ones, that aren't going to have that opportunity to play at the next level. And these all-star games give them an opportunity to put the pads on. Mm-hmm. 
lace up the shoes one more time, pull the bat out of the bat rack to play in another game. Because not everyone has that opportunity to continue to play. And, and there's lots of opportunities from Division One all the way down to Division Three, where you're not playing at, at a scholarship level, but you're still playing just as hard as if you're a Division One athlete. Oh, you yourself are part of a Division Three, two squads, Grove City, mm-hmm. which we're going to happily carry here on Friday night. Right. Uh, Grove City's men's and women's basketball team both qualified for the Division Three National Tournament. First time since 86. By winning their conference tournaments mm-hmm. over the weekend. Uh, the Which late- was really good games. Yeah. Because I literally was sitting at the <laughs> Phantoms game with an earpiece and listening to you call the game. Uh, Man, the, what a game. The women's team won by two. They're heading up to Michigan about six hours away. They'll be playing the lone remaining undefeated women's basketball team in all of Division Three. So not only are they on the road, at the host school, they're playing a very good team. But Coach Foose has a great team with a lot of depth, and I know that they're going to go up there and give the absolute best effort that they possibly can. Uh, the men's team will be playing. Uh, they'll be playing on Friday night at six thirty. Uh, they're playing at Worcester, mm-hmm. and Worcester is an interesting place because when I was in high school and you had just graduated, my brother actually took me on a visit to Worcester because I almost went to school there, and then. Things happen, and you know you end up at other places like here, yeah, which we'll get to later. And they have a fantastic facility. There's a game actually being played before they play the Fighting Scots at, at a roughly six thirty. So if you're looking to put that game, I don't know, maybe on a stream, we don't know really when it's going to start. A text from the person calling the play-by-play might be nice because <laughs> the first game scheduled at four. 6.30. Might be pushing it. Somewhere around yeah. there. We'll have to see when the first game ends. Yep. And that'll be on... Western Reserve 2. two. Okay. Yeah, because we'll have Phantoms on one, just like last weekend. So, and you know, just getting back to that game, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I, I bring the idea up to Jim, hey, we should do this. Well, okay, let's find it if we can first. Right. So, I was able to go through the right people at Warren Harding, they passed me along to the contact point, and it was one of those where they didn't hesitate. They're, I'm told them, so, you know, we, we're not a terrestrial radio station. It's only going to be available online. Absolutely. We'd love to have you. What do you need? You love hearing the sponsors mm-hmm. for things like that because so many people realize it's not, it's not about a lot of the other things. It's about the kids that are playing. Right. And that's if, the reason why we do this on Friday nights. Why we do all these all-star games. It's for the kids. It's not for us. I mean, and we, we look forward to those opportunities, and it is to highlight what those student-athletes are doing. And we've had a lot of very gifted student-athletes mm-hmm. come through the Valley in the past 10 years, if not more. You can't... So. I mean, like, I was watching... And we'll talk about this in upcoming weeks because it's not where I wanted to go here in in week one. But you put on an XFL game. You put on the Vipers from Tampa. Mm -hmm. Who's running the football for the Vipers? Davion Smith from Howland. It's exciting to see guys like that, that they're maybe not in the league, but they're fighting to get back in the league. 
And I don't I think there might be a couple other local representations in the league, and I hope it does well. I, I know numbers have gone down ratings wise over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, since we have a minute, I'll, I'll tell you a story about my football life. I'm a Browns fan. I've been a Browns fan my entire life. As I was. I. Except for the time the team left and I picked the Carolina Panthers. As did I. <laughs> Funny how that worked yeah. out. Um so I'm deciding, I'm like, okay, I'm interested in the XFL. I'm going to pick a team. And then I read an article that lists all the Ohio State players, all four of them, are on one team. What's a no-brainer for me? I'm going to pick the D.C. Defenders. That's my team. Mm-hmm. Cardell Jones, among other Buckeyes on that team. They, they went in a route week one. They went in a route week two. They're the best team in the league, say the experts. They're going to go undefeated. They're the they're just they're an incredible XFL football team. Week three comes around, they get blown out. Week four comes around, they get blown out again. So they played four games. They've won two. They've lost two. The last two looked more like Browns games than they did Defenders games. So you're I, the jinx here, right? That's what you're saying. I have a trouble picking good football teams. Thank goodness the college teams I root for, all three of them, are very good. So I text my friend, who I used to do this with, and I said, what the hell's going on? We both picked the defenders, and they've fallen apart. And I get back, I've moved on to another team. I'm not even going to think about them anymore. It just it proves the point that whatever professional football team I pick stinks. So I'm starting to wonder, is it me or is it them? <laughs> I'm not playing. I'm not coaching. No. I'm not picking the players, the coaches, the team, the roster, the general manager that's the youngest in the history of the NFL. I hope he does great. I like the pick of the general manager. I like leaning young like that. I wish more teams would go that way. Eh, maybe not all the analytics, but... I have trouble picking professional football teams that do good. That league before the XFL that lasted like a minute. I picked a team there. I don't think they won a game. Well, then they fell apart. Well, yeah, they had trouble <laughs> paying players and doing other things, so that league folded. Yeah. I give the XFL credit for doing what they're doing this go-round. It's not about, as much as it is to Dave disappointment, it's not about scantily clad cheerleaders. Yeah, unfortunately. It's not about nicknames on the back of the jersey. It's not about a wrestling atmosphere. Right. It's about football. And the biggest problem that they're going to come into, and Coach is sitting off camera over here to the left. I know he's going to agree with me. There's, what, eight teams in the league? Yeah. If you're one of the fortunate teams that actually has a good quarterback, you're a watchable team. Mm -hmm. But if you're the other four teams that have garbage at quarterback... It's not even watchable. Right. So it's and it's gonna it's gonna be hard to sustain something like that. And it's gonna be hard the first year. It's like a new car coming off the line. You don't buy that car the first year it comes out. You don't buy any stuff bugs. like that the first I don't right. buy the first electronics, don't right. buy any of that. Wait and wait. Give it some time. I think eight teams is not enough. I think they need to expand it. Well, those eight teams have to have to be successful first. Right. They have to show a profit first. Right. They they actually when they announce their sale, their ticket sales, it has to be close to what's actually there. Right. 
And I don't know how long that, you know, that'll last. And then, yeah, there, there was a push when this league came in to get a team in Columbus. It, it didn't happen. Right. But who knows what will happen in the future. There's enough facilities. You don't even have to play it at the shoe. You right. can play it at, was it Maffrey or I might, might have a new corporate name where, yeah. the, where the crew plays. Right. They've played football games there before. Yeah, and it's so a it's possible. stadium. It's all possible as long as you've got football people, which they do this time, right. making the right decisions. Hey, it's time for another timeout. When we come back, the Penguins are playing in a huge game tonight. We'll preview that next on By All Means. means continues here on a Western Reserve Radio. Get involved. Pick up the phone and call 330-707-4202. 330-707-4202. The numbers to get involved. Follow us on Facebook Live, the Live 365 app. Tune in, westernreserveradio.com. All kinds of opportunities to find us with all of the programming here on Western Reserve Radio. The Horizon Men's Basketball Tournament begins tonight. Youngstown State is the number five seed. They host Milwaukee then at 7 o'clock at the Bigley Center. I'm going to head over there as soon as we are done here. Youngstown State and Milwaukee, the first two matchups in the regular season, interesting between the two teams. So I really don't know what to expect tonight. Just a few days ago, last weekend, Youngstown State goes to Milwaukee they went on the road. They beat him by like three or four. When they played at the Bigley Center, Milwaukee won that game in overtime. I was actually there. The game last week was 73-69. So, yeah, four they points. Four points last week. So, they, they split. They won on each other's floor. Which is usually it's doesn't op- happen. Right. It's opposite of what you expect. So, so that'll be interesting. I'm looking at uh, the four-letter network. Mm-hmm. Looking at their matchup predictor for this game. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 75.6%. For? Yes. For yes? For guess. Guess who? Um, YSU is very good at home, so I'll say them. Yep. That's what it is. So 24.4% for Milwaukee. Yeah, the, the winner of that game will match up with the winner of, well, actually, will match up with Green Bay who's the number three team, who got the first round by that game Thursday night in Green Bay. So that will be the ma- that would be where the winner of this, this game moves oh, on no. to. Not what I'm looking at. The lowest seed out of the f- three games tonight will play Green Bay. Oh, yeah, lowest seed. Okay, you know so what? That it's could, not, that could it's be, not a traditional bracket. No, it's not a traditional bracket. It's IUPUI could be there. Right, the lowest seed right. remaining would play Green Bay. The highest remaining seed... Um, plays the second lowest seed. Right, would play the second lowest seed. So a non-traditional... Oh, wow. It's non-tra- a really non-traditional. Yeah, it, I it, looked at it for like a half hour today, trying to figure it out. <laughs> I will tell you how long I looked at it for. We'll just we'll, we'll, we'll look at it. We'll leave it at that. So the good news that did come out before we even get to the game was the uh, the all-league names were announced earlier this week. And the thing that's exciting about that is you look at the first team all-league and you find Darius Quisenberry, sophomore guard out of Springfield, Ohio. Not New Middletown that is Springfield, Springfield but right. actually Springfield, Ohio. And uh, he was all he was first team all league after being second team all league last year as a freshman. He's first team all league this year. 
Devin Morgan was named sixth man of the year. He is, for you older listeners, he's like a Vinny Johnson was for the Pistons when they called him the microwave. He comes off the bench. He's instant offense for the Penguins when they need it. So fantastic that he got the sixth man of the year award. And then an all-defensive team was Garrett Covington from Youngstown State as well. So in, in a year that has been exceptionally exciting for the Penguins, already a five-win improvement from last year, a team that won 12 games to now a team that's won 17 games, looking for 18. You know, things go well, 20 maybe, depending on what kind of run they get on. And wouldn't it be fantastic if things worked in their favor mm-hmm. Maybe they have another home game on Thursday night. Milwaukee is on a five-game losing skid. So that can play right into the Penguins. And if we can pack the Beagley Center tonight, hey, six man. Still plenty of time to get down there, get your tickets, support the Penguins. They played the two best teams in the league, the last homestand. Right. When Northern Kentucky and Wright State came to town, the crowds were fantastic. Hopefully we get another situation like that tonight. And, I, and it would be a good thing to pack it. Pack the Beagley Center tonight. It's going to be live. It's going to be on the four-letter network. I mean, why not? Just show them what Youngstown is made of. And, and the thing about it, too, is well, every game's on there. Well, yeah. But the thing about it is... But in a playoff, you need the people behind the team. So here, let, let's do this for a minute since we have a second... But Dave, it's it's a Tuesday night. I have to work tomorrow. I can't go to the game. I'm going to be there too late. Wrong. Seven o'clock tip's going to be over about nine o'clock. Yeah, nine nine fifteen. So depending latest. on where you live in the valley, unless you're coming from a, a quite a distance, you could be home by nine thirty, mm-hmm. maybe a little later than nine thirty. It's too expensive. It's not. What ten twelve bucks? It's if a, that. It's all. I think it might be a little the more. Playoffs than that. a little bit more. Right. Yeah. So it's not too late. It's not overly expensive. It's fun. These guys play their tails off. And we've got a fantastic coach, too. Both teams have great coaches. The ladies, by the way, they are playing in their version of the Horizon League tournament today as well. So they'll be playing at the same time the men are playing. So we'll be following both of those to see how they are doing. But... It's the first time in seven years the Penguins have a men's conference tournament game at home. The best way to make that mean something is to put butts in the seats and show them that you're proud of what they've accomplished. Who knows? There's so many other postseason tournaments that aren't the NCAA tournament, would we love to see the Penguins make a run and get into that? Absolutely. There's the NIT. There's the CIT. There's the CBI. There's other tournaments that you can get into. Mm-hmm. The, the, the program has turned a corner. Coach has done a fantastic job. He is one of those guys that when you talk to him, and I've done it several times, his energy is infectious, and it's carried through those group of guys. Right. They want to play for him. And they only have two seniors. Mm -hmm. So the majority of the team is coming back. Quisenberry is only a sophomore. He's only going to get better. Mm -hmm. He put the team on his back in that game 
against Wright State a few weeks back and put up 40. That's only happened like four times in the history of the program mm-hmm. as a Division I team. He's a special player playing for the Penguins, and he's still got two more years to go. Let's just hope we don't lose him to a bigger school. I did. I'll be honest with you. I had that thought last year after watching him play. I went to three or four games with my father-in-law, and a couple of those he had 30-plus points. And that that thought kind of creeps in your mind because... I mean, be honest about it. The program has struggled recently, up until this year. Yep. And you you, you kind of worry about that because, and this is a conversation that's going to happen on this show eventually, the transfer portal and the things that are going on with that in college sports are a problem. Oh, yeah. Because it turns into one of those things. And do people use the portal for the right reason? I want to go closer to home. I have a sick family member. I you know I, I made the wrong decision. I don't. It's not right for me. Those, those all the the logical things happen, but I want to play, and I'm the third string, and I'm not going to get into the game. So I'm going to go in the portal. I'm going to leave. That's I mean it's that's right within the rules. And the questions coming up now: Does that player have to sit the first year, right. or should they be able to play? There was a movement by the Big Ten that other conferences have kind of followed along to allow a one-time transfer mm-hmm. without having to sit out. Nothing's come of it yet. It may in time. You know, kind of getting back to the original topic, the best part about it was you got a guy that likes being a Penguin. you got a fantastic coach, and you've had a hell of a turnaround this year. He's not going anywhere. Do I know or do I not know? I don't. Let's be honest about it. I haven't talked to him. But you kind of, you get that feeling that he likes where he's at. Because if he didn't, he might have left already. And he hasn't. He's gotten better. The team's gotten better. Recruiting is fantastic. I don't even think that's a worry that we have to think about right now. It's, you know, can you win a game or two in the conference tournament? Can you get into another postseason tournament and continue to grow the program? You follow things on social media and you know you read about there's a player coming in that's he's he's fantastic. He's uh you know he's a big guy that can rebound, he can block shots. He's going to be able to come in and help right away. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those where we think about Youngstown State, we think about football. And again, that'll be a topic for another day because personally, I like the hiring of Doug Phillips. We're going to talk about that in the weeks to come because spring football is around the corner. The red and white game is coming. Yep. I know Doug from when he was in Salem. Boy, I've been covering high school football a long time. <laughs> so, yeah, do I think it's, I think it's a good hire. I, I really do. I, I think there's good things in the future for the program. Women's program has always been great. Men's team has turned a corner. Softball's good. Baseball's fun to watch. Go out to Eastwood Field and watch the Penguins play. They have had a nice start to the year. They'll be home here in the next few weeks at Eastwood Field. Penguin Athletics is in a really good position right now, and it's exciting to see what the future is going to hold for that. But first things first, if you don't have plans, go to Bigley tonight and support the team and show them that you're, you're proud of their accomplishments and help them, as you said earlier, be the sixth man. Right. Well, because if this was football, when the Penguins played football, and made the playoffs, 
It was standing room 20, only. Both sides of the field. We were there. Or back in the day when we were there yeah. on one side of the field. One side of the field. Because there was no other side of the field <laughs> for a while when we were doing things there. Right. Yeah. You know, for some of us that are older, we were they were playing games at Rayan. And yeah. they didn't even play it at the Ice Castle. <laughs> I'm not it pointing was, at anybody in particular. Was it at Youngstown College then? It was. <laughs> it, it was Youngstown College. Yeah. And then, you know, you get the story of where did the name Penguins come from? Do you know the story? No, I do not know the full story. It is, it's, it's actually not really a long story, but it's an interesting story we'll about... Have to, we'll have to get to that next week. ...where the name Penguins came from. We have one more break, correct? Yeah, we have one more in about three minutes. Why don't we do this? We'll take the last break, and I'll tell you the story of how the Penguins came to be right after we take our final time out of the first show of By All Means. first edition of by all means coming in the future weeks excited to announce that we already have partners that want to be part of this show we'll tell you that as soon as next week who they are and how happy we are to be working with them that'll come next week uh, as part of uh, episode number two so the story as told to me is actually quite simple youngstown college and if i'm wrong find me on social media let me know on the road playing a basketball game the locker room they had wasn't heated they came out of the locker room for warm-ups and a writer remarked they shivered like a bunch of penguins enough said that's the story because they are the only college and only one of two sports teams that i am aware of that go by the moniker penguins and we all know who the other one is yeah the team that is way better than the Philadelphia Flyers, Mr. Silvestri. That is who we are talking about. Yeah, but they haven't been playing very good these past couple because nights Because they lost six in a row, that don't mean nothing. They'll yeah. be fine. Well, they play again tonight. Or, yeah. Tonight, yeah. Tonight. They'll be fine. Yep. They'll be fine. Hey, big thank you to Scrappers General Manager Jordan Taylor for joining the show today. Got a lot of more great guests lined up for the upcoming shows as well. Don't forget Friday, Saturday night, 6.45 airtime. Phantoms, Cedar Rapids Rough Riders right here. Friday night's uh, baby races. Interesting. Yes, it will be very interesting. It's always a fun time. I read on social media, too, there is a former Philadelphia Flyer signing autographs at the game on Friday. That is a rumor. I heard also I do have not have confirmation of it yet. Though. I read it on their social media, so I hope I'm, it's accurate. I'm hoping it is, too. So that is going to do it for show number one. By all means, here on Western Reserve Radio, live on Facebook, westernreserveradio.com. We will do it again next Tuesday from 5 until 6. And we'll talk to you again. Head out to Bingham Center. Go support the Penguins. It's Western Reserve Radio.